Got me some new velvet today. Uh-huh. New velvet. Oh, new velvet. Let's see if Cliff knows what I'm talking about when I say it. You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Cliff, I got me some new velvet in the mail today. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, A company that I bought this table from has done a couple Kickstarters since then, but they they were part of their latest one. They were selling some more yeah covers and there was uh, a one color that i didn't have and i snatched i I, no i didn't i have like a maroon blue green gray Mm. and then i bought like a purple yoga mat made one of my own Mm -hmm. and um but now they make black I was like, oh, black. That sounds universal. Black yeah, exactly. I was, I was hoping. Boom! He went right there. Got it. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so anyway, I slapped it on there. Got it in the mail today. It fits perfect, like a glove. Nice. And uh, <clears throat> hope they make some more co- colors. I <laughs> this one of my best purchases <laughs> ever. <laughs> Nobody gets more. I. It was the price. Of, these ga- these tables are so friggin' expensive. Not mm-hmm. this one, but to get a gaming table, they're so friggin' expensive. And this, when this guy first made this version, it was he's like, "I'm going to make this first one affordable. I want people people to be able to get one." I was like, "I want that out." If you went out shopping for tables, tables and regular tables cost you know comparable price so i was like why would i not get this so <laughs> now are, are those mats they just are they just like one big roll yeah you just well yeah they're double-sided mm-hmm. i like like the uh, like red and blue is one gray mm-hmm. and gray and green i didn't know and if they, they were like segmented to where no, like you could have roll like it blue out and red or you know whatever like on split them up or if it was just one big roll what are you saying? What's your other option other than it being one big so, roll? <laughs> like you, they would just be like smaller sections that you could lay. They would just lay beside each other. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Nope. <laughs> sections like what? What? There's a there's Instead a section being... that's five feet by three feet, and you could roll it up. One side of it is green, and one right. side of it is green. yeah. That's what I was asking. If it was like like they have like dining room table um they'll have what they they used to have what they would call a pad and the pad would go between the tabletop to protect it and your tablecloth my parents used to have that well they still have that on their dining room table from 30 years ago um but it's instead of being just one solid thing or rolled Uh up it's like three that oh no no it's it's one roll one continuous thing, and then uh, there's something else I was gonna say about it. I can't remember, but this is a this new one I got. It's a little nicer quality than the old ones. Like I may have to replace. Well, these guys spill stuff every once in a while, and you, you remember know how, how paranoid I was about spilling stuff whenever we were. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not like don't. it's priceless stuff. Like it is replaceable pads. <laughs> like I can buy more from these people someday, but. It was pretty, pretty nice. He said it wasn't going to fit. He said he, somebody, had, some people had complained it didn't fit this table because he had actually, after he made the affordable one, then he came out with a nicer one and mm-hmm. a lot of people bought it. But, and so it's actually designed for Mine fits perfect. But some of those, some of them, you can just take them. If it's too big, you throw it in the dryer. It shrinks it down to the, you just, however long you leave it in there is how much it's going to shrink. That's how I got mine to fit. It becomes a place. It becomes a placemat. That's yeah. right. World's largest mouse yep. pad. 
right, welcome back, everybody. It's Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Let's get back to our roots. <laughs> Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. <laughs> Keep going. I, I could, but I won't. <laughs> hey, we're going to do a segment most of you probably have never heard. But it's a recurring segment. How's that possible, Cliff? I'll tell uh, you, it's... because it was <laughs> Patreon content. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, Jordan. Yeah. Well, So many callbacks. This is definitely Patreon content, because it's not professional. This so is hey, what you if get. you join our Patreon, we put out not only early access, mm-hmm. you can watch the videos of some of these Zoom calls as we record, but occasionally we do special episodes. We get either cutting room floor of some mm-hmm. of the audio of us just chatting, casually chatting it up, or sometimes we even do segments that we don't do on the regular show. Only patrons get. But we're going to give you a free taste. You are fake noodles. This is your taste. The first one's free. We're going to give you a taste of fake noodles. They're getting a serving of hot, piping hot, fake noodles. Fake noodles. For free. Free fake noodles. (laughs) I'm excited. I've been waiting for play. Oh, man. It's been a while. Here we go. Cliff v. Seth in a game of fake noodles. Began life. As a segment we call fake news. Yeah. But then we realized that we had a recurring theme about noodles. Yeah. Uh, so it became fake Boom. noodles, which is a way yeah, better yeah. title. So there you go. So yeah, yeah, this is us deciding whether um, a title that I read is real or fake. And these are all titles of Japanese manga. Mm. All right. <laughs> that so I assume you be, run across as you are ordering comics or something. Uh, just yesterday, my order was due. I was going through the catalog. I saw a few doozies. I thought, oh, I think man. it's time for some fake noodles. So, oh, man. Whether it's the translation so, is bizarre from Japanese into English or the concept might be bizarre, they have some very interesting titles. And we are not familiar with most of these. So, uh, it is your job to decide whether they I'm are real crush you, or fake. Cliff, I'm gonna crush. Right. I think I won last time. Oh well. It's all about it. how familiar. Hold on to it for a few more moments. It's all about how familiar you are with what Jordan had for lunch last last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara football. <laughs> right. Here we go. Number one, real yeah. or fake title of a Japanese manga. Ready. Crazy food truck. Mm. How we not, do this? Not, like, too, yeah, not we... too out there, right? Not not too crazy, crazy food not, truck. Uh, crazy I'll, food truck. I'll start us off because mm, I feel like this could be a trick, but yeah, we all this feels know, like uh, yeah uh, yeah yeah we all know that <laughs> Jordan has a food truck moving in. <laughs> to the space next door to it. And we, and we just talked about this food truck a couple weeks ago. So hmm. they don't serve noodles. They serve tacos. That's true. That's crazy. Fake noodles, true tacos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, Ooh, it's, it's almost too good. Um, I'll say fake. A little on the nose. It's a little on the nose. A little on the Uh, nose. Um, I feel like I've been had. uh, I'm going fake noodles. Fake noodles. Sounds real. Oh. Ah. Right in the heart. Planes, trains, and automobiles meets Mad Max in a post-apocalyptic road trip taken by a grumpy food truck chef and a bizarre young lady with a mysterious past. (laughs) Aren't they all? Hmm. Alrighty. No points yet on the board. Number two. 
the 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. This better not be one of these things where it's only three reallys. No, if you're counting, that's five reallys. Five reallys. Say it again. The 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. (laughs) I feel like it's too long, but... Oh... (laughs) That's what she said. Um, I feel like I should have to make the decision first. Yeah, you you go first on this one, Seth. Uh, that's I'm just trying to imagine you coming up with that. That's no sign of football. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say it's it's real noodles, actual noodles. Oof. I'll go fake noodles. That one is real. Dang on. <clears throat> After a young man asks out 100 girls and gets 100 rejections, a god appears to set things right by introducing him to 100 girls who are all his soulmate. But if he doesn't return their feelings, they'll die in horrible and hilarious accidents. Horrible and hilarious. <laughs> Okay, number three. Reluctant pupil of the smelliest sensei. <laughs> Go ahead, Cliff. Oh, jeez. Reluctant pupil of the smelliest <laughs> No <sensei>. goddamn way. <laughs> that is real. Are you... Oh. Fake. Or, I don't... Noodles. I don't... I cannot one. say that that's real. I refuse to say that is fake noodles. You're both going fake. That one's fake. You got it. Thank God. I don't know what I'd have done if I had to live thinking all week. Yeah. That was real. Okay, number four. So I'm a spider. So what? Hmm. You're really so walking I'm the a... line. So I'm a spider. So what? So when the Seth's got to go first. I say it's fake news. So it says fake. I say it's fake too because the English is too correct. There's even a comma in there and a, and a question mark at the end. So I'm a spider, comma. So what? We said fake. We said fake. Or you're both wrong. That's real. Hmm. A high school girl struggles for survival after being reincarnated as a dungeon spider. <sighs> Two to one currently. Seth's ahead. Wow. Number five. Fittingly, number five, the world's fifth best exorcist. <laughs> uh, world's <laughs> the world's fifth best I... exorcist. Hmm. I'll say that's real. Real? I'm going fake noodles. That one is fake. Dang. I am not doing well. <laughs> oh, right, that's gosh. the halfway point. You still catch Was up. there one that like, you were inspired by? Like, uh, it was the world's third best actor? No. What? Where did this come <laughs> from? <laughs> I like I'll flip through and there'll be what you know like smelly sensei there'll be like my sensei the cat or whatever I'll be like oh mm. sensei I'll, I'll pick a word mm. and I'll build off that okay. I want to know the secrets yeah that's what it. I do I want to know how this whole yeah, I'm sure something you call was brain something works. yeah something was exorcist so I made something okay all right number six He's a writer number six there's a magical girl in my closet and she's <laughs> she's wearing my lucky hat. <laughs> Now, now I can think is which was the word he latched on? Yeah, <laughs> magical closet, no. weird hat. Did he look in the closet? What? <laughs> what made him come up with this? Yeah. There's a magical girl in my closet, and she's wearing my lucky hat. Hmm. 
Did he wake up and think, I just had a dream about a magical girl in my closet wearing my lucky hat? Or did he? I gotta putting, write that down for fake news. Too much thought into this. <clears throat> did he? Whose turn is it? Some, something. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. <sighs> it's. I guess it's real. It's real noodles. Real noodles. Um. Magical girl with a lucky hat. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're all trying to picture like the cover, what the cover. Yeah, yeah. I just don't even know what is happening. I'll say it's real. You both say real. Mm-hmm. That was fake. You're never gonna win that way, Cliff. <laughs> oh, I, I, all I could think of Jordan has watched some show about a girl, and she has a lucky hat, and and he ran with it. A magical girl. That's a, that's like a whole genre, like Sailor Moon, mm. like any any magical girl. So mm. like magical. Okay, lying, number so. seven. How many? No matter. Ten. Okay. You better start picking something different than me. No matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm not popular. <laughs> no matter how I look at it, it's. You guys, it's you fault. guys' fault. You guys, fault. no matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm not popular. I will say that is real. Real. Oh, I, I, if I want to win, I'm going real. Also, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go with your gut. Don't go with the game. Go with your gut. That one is real. Sure, she'll become popular as she begins high school. A socially awkward loner's dreams turn to shambles. She's blaming other guys' fault. Alrighty, number eight. I don't know how to give birth. <laughs> I still think these are all just things you wake up in the middle of the night and jot down. <laughs> number eight. I don't know how like to I'll, give birth. I can't hear you for something. Yeah. Say something, Jordan. Uh, I don't know how to give birth. Oh. Um whose turn is it? It's mine. I gotta okay. do this. Uh that's yeah. the even numbers, Cliff's. Okay. Um it's my last uh I uh fake noodles. Fake. Hmm. You have to go real noodles, Cliff. Yeah. All right, fine. Real. Real. That one is real. See, there you go. A humorous and heartfelt autobiographical comic about the challenges of motherhood. Humorous and horrible. All right, number nine. Every realm has toilet trouble. <laughs> 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 it's your turn to go first. I will is say that, that is, is fake. <laughs> that was too fast. Too fast. Uh, yeah, I'm, with, I'm not just strategy. I'm also going to say fake. Every realm has toilet trouble. Fake noodles. Fake. Fake noodles. I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be real, but it's so it's so fits as a fake. I have yeah. we have to say it. <laughs> He I was proud of that one. I thought maybe I'd flee on that one. Because no, we know what realm you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> okay, number 10, final fake noodle. Please put them on, Takamini-san. thought of you making that up <laughs> made me burst into <laughs> it's not the title it's the, just the imagining you waking up in the middle of <laughs> <and> right... <laughs> oh my gosh I have a boundless imagination oh, please put them on Talk <laughs> if you made this up, I am just gonna. It sounds I... like Doctor Seuss. 
Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Please put them on, Takamini son. I will not wear them in a box. I will not wear them <laughs> with a box. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm going to hmm. say. I can't believe I went either ways. Uh, as far I just in the I win three ways. I w- I win either way, no matter what happens. I win if I say that it's real, and and I win if I say it's real and it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying it's real news. Yeah, that's too that's too good. Oh, burn. Well, not not in an insulting way, but it just sounds like it just rolls off the it tongue. It should so, be real. Like it should be a thing. That one's real. <laughs> that makes six to five. Cliff had a big oh, comeback at the end. Couldn't quite overtake it. Dad, I wow. had to add that one because I think Seth needs to add it to his time list of time travel reads. Oh, okay. All right, so write that down, please. Please put them on. <laughs> please add it to your list. Please spell Takamini son. A girl is able to rewind time and undo her past actions, but only when she removes her underwear, which then disappears. Scratches of that. (laughs) I just wrote that down. You want me to buy this? (laughs) When a classmate learns her secret, she forces him to be her closet and replace her panties with new ones whenever she uses her power. So, you know, time, time travel fiction, you gotta, you gotta write that down. This week so. on Euphoria. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> she wears somebody else's lucky hat. Right. <laughs> there was a lot of closet in there. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a wow. round of fake noodles for you. I really thought what was going to pop up there, there that I, uh, I, I didn't know I was studying, but before you let us know we were playing fake noodles, I was watching like the collected editions coming out for the next month. And at one point, he got to the like manga section and started naming a bunch of titles. So I don't, none of these were, I don't recognize any of these, but one of them was just like really on the nose. It was just like, I can't remember the title. It was basically like dicks everywhere. <laughs> you know? And it just had two guys on the front. And it was just like, Tons of dicks or something. It was just not even <laughs> hiding what it was about at all. And I was like, he's going to say that. <clears throat> well, <sighs> that was exciting. Always. So tell me that's not worth a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You are fake noodles. So comics. Yeah, let's keep the comic train a rolling. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> we haven't t- talked about comics for a while. No, I feel like I haven't updated anyone. <laughs> the industry in quite a bit. Yeah, let's really sink our teeth in here. <clears throat> so I think last time we talked about it, I had like just switched to Penguin yeah. as a distributor. So I, uh, I don't even know. I can't even remember the trials and tribulations I've gone through. I've blocked all that out. But like every industry, there are paper shortages right now, supply chain problems. It's really hard to get supplies like bags and boards. Um, a lot of places aren't printing stuff in a timely manner. Image has said they're not doing any second printings <clears throat> right now. So if you run out of the first printing, that's, that's all you're getting. Wow. So yeah, there's it's it's definitely impacted the comic world. Um, so to try to fix that, Marvel moved their cutoff times, where it's called the FOC, Final Order Cutoff. You used to have oh inside lingo. Yes, you used to have three weeks before something shipped, you could change your quantities. So something would come out the first Wednesday of the month then 
the next week you could adjust the numbers. You could see how well it sold, yeah. adjust the numbers, and then three weeks later you get the second issue. Well, well they've good. had to push it back to four weeks now. So I'm now placing orders two. I'm placing two orders for yeah. things before I have any data. So that helps the supply chain and gets things moving, but it hurts sort of uh, where uh, <laughs> how many comics you your inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when Penguin first came out, we were having all kind of shipping issues. I was having website issues. I couldn't get on the website, and they they were acting like it was my fault. And then one day, it just magically started working on the computer that w- <laughs> it wouldn't work on. So I don't know whose fault it really was, but uh, so yeah, Mar- those first few shipments from Penguin just Penguin just came in a box with very little protection, and people were getting huge damages on their stuff and then they came out and said well i mean you can't expect things to be mint condition right (laughs) and that was like the wrong thing to say especially as marvel all these variants they make Mm -hmm. and you know it's a one for 100 variant yeah like yeah you're leaning into the collectability yeah you're not acting like these are just you know oh people will buy these no matter what so yeah you can't you can't go out of both, you know, both hands. You know, one saying that ah, they're not yeah. collectibles, and one saying buy this rare variant. Right. Uh, but they got it figured out pretty well. They started packing the, the the smaller boxes inside of a bigger box wrapped in bubble wrap. So yeah. I haven't had as many problems. <clears throat> Excuse me. They uh, the some of the ones in the inner box look like they're just kind of tossed in there, like they're not like. I don't yeah. think I think it's the packing, not yeah. the shipping, that is the problem. On some of them, yeah. so I'm still getting dings and creases and stuff, but not not like it was at that at that beginning. So it's getting better. Uh, I haven't had any real problems. The invoicing is a mess. They they ship graphic novels from one warehouse and comics from a different warehouse, and then if you reorder anything, that comes in a separate shipping. Uh, so they they will ship. I I want to order two extra comics and two extra trade paperbacks, then that week I'll get four shipments of boxes. <laughs> That's a lot of shipping costs. Yeah, well, I'm not, they pay the shipping. Okay. That's the pink penguin is the only people <clears throat> in the industry. They, so it shouldn't matter, but then each of those has a separate invoice. So when I do my paperwork at the end of the week, I got to reconcile four different pieces of paper, mm-hmm. four different totals, four different bills. It, so that's been a mess, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's been weird you know all three distributors have different ways of doing that stuff you know i gotta write a check and mail it to the one i gotta write a cod check and hand it to ups for another and the third one i can pay via their website so yeah it's just still (laughs) still needlessly complicated but right uh idw has announced they are moving to penguin in june of this year so Penguin will have Marvel and IDW, which is probably fourth or fifth the biggest in in the industry. So that's mm-hmm. another domino going to fall that direction. Um, when all this uh, blew up, <laughs> Diamond announced that they had acquired CGA, the Collectible Gaming or the Collectible Grading Authority, uh, which is action figure and video game grading company so you know yeah. you, you, you mail in a, a, a mint condition video game or an action figure and you get graded and slabbed mm-hmm. and the see the the diamond ceo said this acquisition further supports our mission to be the leading source for pop culture products and services worldwide it's also a testament to the strength and stability of our industry and the faith jp morgan chase has in our company and the markets they serve so it was basically like look we're we're fine we're going to spend a bunch of money and do like, we wouldn't be expanding if things were dire and terrible. Right. So it was just like a, it was a big swing of like, you know, just trying to prove how fine right. and normal everything is. As they sat with their cup of coffee in the burning room. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> hmm. So that's, that's the inside industry stuff. Uh, Saddest news we had heard about George Perez, yeah. legendary artist, uh, diagnosed with inoperable <clears throat> stage three pancreatic cancer. 
So this was a while back. Uh, he he wrote a, a lengthy thing saying he he's been given six months to a year to live. Um, he was going to do one last mass signing for the fans, and he was going to try to make everybody happy. Anyone who wanted to meet him or get something signed could do this one last event before he retired and uh, focused solely on his health. But so this is the guy cr- co-created the new Teen Titans, drew Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinity Gauntlet. The Avengers, uh, so yeah, is has has literally drawn every character <laughs> Marvel and DC own, and they just announced coming up in a couple of weeks they are finally going to do a reprint of JLA Avengers, the crossover, the four issue crossover from the '90s, late '90s, mm-hmm. that has been out of print for more than a decade. And as yeah, soon I... as this news came out, there was a you know, hashtags and people pushing, please, Marvel, DC, reprint this. Whether it's a charity thing, you know, to help his medical costs or just to show that you appreciate this man. Don't let this, this you know, people people want to read this book and you've let it sit un, uh, unprinted for decades. So Crazy. the Hero Initiative jumped in and they are doing a special printing uh, limited to 7,000 copies. So... I put an order in. I don't know how many of those I'll get. It'll be allocated at some, to some degree. I'm sure I won't get all the ones I, I ordered, but yeah. Do you so think it's, it's just so they print. so they can say so he can see it sell out or something like that's, that's such a small. That's what I was hoping that you know this was the biggest you know order of the week, obviously, and I, like maybe it would ring some bells at these companies, like oh there is demand for this. Maybe we should reorder. But yeah, the my wholesale cost was higher than normal, so there is a chunk of it going to charity. Yeah, the Hero Initiative are, is the it's charity great, yeah. that helps uh, older retired uh, with either health problems or you know. Yeah, they don't have there's any... no insurance in the comic right, industry. No. So. Right. Yeah, they have no sort of re- retirement plan with <laughs> that. So yeah, when it, that's why I loved the uh, loved going to uh, Heroes HeroCon or whatever. That's how you pay for your autographs. You're paying into the, I think it's the Heroes Initiative, and you're paying into that. Just like, don't feel bad buying an autograph when it's going to that charity, and they all love to support it. So that's great. It's so they did announce uh, a couple days ago also, they Marvel is releasing this year. They're finally reprinting, uh, at least so far. And I'm sure they'll probably announce the second volume also, but they announced the first volume of the Busiek Perez run uh, of Omnibus. Nice. So people have been wait, wondering if they were ever going to reprint that. It goes for big money. <clears throat> so that's coming out. And I'm sure this instigated it being announced. Um, yeah, I don't know how anything he's drawn could go out of print for any amount uh, of time. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah. it, it's crazy. It's like people don't like money <laughs> um but uh so that's pretty neat and it's too bad uh it's under such sad circumstances yeah but i think they got pretty bad like i mean is he even doing this thing where he was going to sign a bunch of stuff like i, I sound like his health took a dive recently. yeah I, I haven't heard any updates on that so yeah i'm not sure it might not be looking so good I was going to tell you, uh, as far as when we, we talked recently about slating plans out for the year, if uh, depending on what it looks like in June, I'm really kicking around the idea of going to Heroes Con again. Mm-hmm. Larry Holm is supposed to be there. So uh, keep that in the back of your mind there. I will I will track you down someday, Larry. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Speaking of Larry, I uh, picked up a couple of G.I. Joe Omnis. They're called the G.I. Joe Complete Collection. IDW printed a few years ago. Um, I think there's eight volumes. It only goes up through like into the 70s or 80s of the original series, but trying to so slowly those collect. Those are all out of print. As well. Oh, yeah. Long out, of, long out of print. There was a couple different versions of it, but long out of print and I saw the first one I got for a reasonable price, so I thought, and then I was able to grab the fifth, sixth, and seventh pretty cheap. Now I'm just gonna just watch 
I'm not in any hurry, but I'll watch till I can get the other ones for a good mm. price. But the, uh, I love it. I saw. I was like, crack that first one open. And I'm just like, I'm starting <laughs> the beginning. Like, I know they're wrapping up. You said you've been ever since they restarted. The, it ended in '94 uh, at 155, and now they and they started back up. What year did they start restart it? Oh, it's been. That's been a while ago. 15, 2014. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Enough that they're about to end it at 300. Well, it ha- like it's officially announced IDW is losing the license for GI Joe and Transformer. So they haven't announced where it's going. Uh, a lot of people seem to think it's Image. So hopefully they would take it and reprint all this classic stuff. But uh, the, the recent the recent catalog has said like you know, the road to 300. So he's at least going to get yeah. to the issue 300. So that's, yeah, I mean, a whole nother full length of the, what the original series was. Yeah. So I was like, I'll hype, like, I'm going to restart at the beginning. And man, I'm loving it. It's like, you're just getting the core characters here at the beginning. Just like each time they introduce a character, you like, you can almost barely tell the difference between them at the beginning. You know, oh, Steeler, Steeler, Clutch, and Zap, Rock and Roll. They're all just <laughs> in green. Yeah. Uh, the only, I, you know, Breaker's blowing bubblegum every issue. Every time you see him, he's got bubblegum. But it's like, it's just good stuff. Like, Larry Hama was just like, you know, meticulously explaining what the uh, what they were doing, how that, why they did this, why they did that, and, you know, covering all the angles, why the enemy did this and stuff, the, um, all the strategy in here. It, but it's still comic booky, you know? It's like, it's like, I just am eating it up with a spoon. I'm like, oh, I love this. Every morning I come home from work, <laughs> I walk in, I sit down on the couch, and I read one issue, and it's great, and it's just a great way to end the day. So, uh, yeah, those early ones, they're, they're usually like standalone. It's just kind of one story. Yeah, yeah. All that. The robot underneath the ground, like under the pit, oh, yeah. trying to climb Trojan, the Trojan robot. Yeah. The tank, they're in the parade with the tanks. They don't yeah. have any ammo because it's a parade. It's like the, I, I still have such vivid memories of reading. Yeah, you know how they make the they they make the uh, they scare off Cobra because they don't have any explosives. So they so uh, Breaker blows a bubble into the microphone <laughs> and it sounds like an explosion in, in the park. That's amazing. So I was like, this bubble is gonna pay off sometime in a screwed up issue five. What? But yeah, the longer it goes, you see definitely, especially on a reread of like Hasbro. Okay, we've got these yeah. eight new characters that need to be introduced. Make sure they're in this new vehicle. Like every issue introduces a new thing that was on the mm-hmm. toy show. Yeah. But he does it in a way that's still just fun and organic and exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm enjoying it. But he kind of lowered my hype a little bit when I was like, so I, I should read the whole series and go up to 300 so just get right in and you're like (laughs) Uh, i don't buy a lot of comics myself anymore but i that one is still my own personal pull list so i've been buying it but i yeah it's it's definitely not what it was back in the day but there's something about there's still a spark to it yeah yeah i said i'll maybe i'll get once i start to get bored it starts not getting good or they start introducing way too many characters I might look up a reading list and see what I actually need to read instead of just reading it all. Also, something else I read uh, in the last couple months was uh, I bought um, Box Office Poison. Did you ever, uh, Alex Robinson. Yeah, I never read that one. It's a graphic novel. It's Box Office Poison, and it, it, it was reasonably successful, so they came out with more Box Office Poison, so I bought that also. But it was... Uh, it reminds me, it's like a slice of life thing. It's like kind of like blank it, blankets or a fun home or something where they're writing about their lives. And Remember, this, it was very Gen X, very 90s. Yeah. Oh, totally. Friends hanging out on a couch kind of thing. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Them living in New York and struggling. And one of them, you know, is trying to draw comics and one of them's trying to do this. Or just works at a bookstore. And, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just exactly that. It's not happy. <laughs> it's like it's like there are struggles and discovering who 
did this and now my everybody hates my girlfriend and all this but i i enjoy that stuff i like those uh i love blankets and i and so anything like that where they're just slice of life stuff it see seeing you know drawing these not meticulously drawn panels you know just a, just they're more of a writer than a artist <laughs> you know doing his own book i enjoy some of that but it, it was good i really i really liked it um it was box office poison he also did one of those time travel things um was what made me notice it was um what was the name of it keep your pants on mrs no Bucketor. no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you not remember? I think it was the Marlboro one or something. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was like quit smoking one. Yeah, it was the quit smoking one. I can't remember yeah. the name of it, but that that was that was a good one. Oh, uh, hit a few other uh, uh, headlines. Yeah, one of the biggest headlines recently: Mouse. Oh yeah, the Pulitzer Prize-winning comic by Art Spiegelman was banned. By a Tennessee school board, I read immediately shot up the bestseller list, sold out of Diamond, yeah. top ten on Amazon. So I read the entire fifteen or twenty page transcript of their of all of their discussions. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, ostensibly it was because there was a couple curse words, and there was a naked mouse. You know, yeah. it's, it's, they're in they here. Naked. They're anthropomorphic, they, but yeah, they complained was, about nudity. I like my mice to wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I need my yeah. Pooh Bear to wear pants. <sighs> yeah, a, a, a story with lots of horrific, you know, it's depicting the Holocaust, so there's a lot of horror in that book that doesn't doesn't shy away from, but they, they found some other reason to ban it, so, so they say, but, but made it more high profile than it's been in decades. Right. Well, they decided it's too much for these. I believe it was for eighth grade. It was part of the curriculum, actually. Uh, like it was on the teacher's list of things of how they were teaching about the Holocaust. And it's, you know, yeah, Pulitzer Prize running is in a part of a lot of curriculum. But what this school is doing is what many other schools have done, including where my child went to school. Instead of using mouse, they will be, I guarantee that school will end up using the boy in the striped pajamas. And that is the go-to because it's the, it's the way far more pleasant story told from the Nazis perspective, (laughs) which is really not the way to go. Well, they say you got to have both sides of the argument. Right. It's just like, do they ever think about that? You are they have chosen to they were uncomfortable with the realism of the story with the mice tell and you know cats telling this story but they they don't want to we want to still tell the story but we want we don't want the harsh realism it's like do you this is trying to teach them what it was really like and and it's barely scratches the surface with this mouse comic. And so you totally go the other direction because people are uncomfortable with reality. And that's how we get to this banning of critical race theory. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It maddens me to no end that that is that now in this day and age, the, we are getting censored so much in the in this in schools they're getting away with this now all these states are banning all of this stuff they're not going to be able to talk about the reality of what happened in the past kids were kids were tried to go to school were heckled in when we when there was integration and yet your kids are too precious to even know that happened well you don't want to see some old black and white photo with grandma throwing a rock at a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so sickening. What else you got? Uh, <laughs> stay political. Uh, both, Somebody's got to talk about it. Both Tim Drake, Ooh. the 
second Robin, right? And yes, uh, no. Jonathan Kemp. No, third, third, third Robin. Third, third Robin. Come Robin. on, man. Jeez. What am I saying? Oh, yeah, third Robin. And <laughs> Jonathan Kent, the Sun Street Man, both came out as bisexual in the past year. Yep. So these are both. I mean, Tim Drake's been around since the 90s, he's, but yeah. he's still technically a young, quote unquote, character. He's yeah. still a, a young man. And Jonathan Kent was a literal child up till this year where there was a he got shot into space and rapidly aged. So now he's more of a young adult. But he was literally like eight years old <laughs> since you know, he, he was introduced a couple years ago. So to me, this was this is what everyone always says. I don't mind if there's gay characters. But make them make them new characters. Don't turn some character I love gay. Well, okay, well here are two characters <laughs> that are young, yeah. just figuring out yeah. themselves and their sexuality, and they come out as bisexual. Like that should solve the problem, right? No, we don't no. like that either. No, nope. they've been around too long. They don't <laughs> like that. I mean, it's a perfect uh, balance of that. You got to use characters that'll make a splash in the news yeah. because of it, and but also, like you said, it the timing was right for them i you know that's that's interesting i i remember hearing about that but i how did how uh how well was it handled like uh tim drake has never been like i mean he has lots of fans but he's yeah, never like he had a solo series i think in the 90s but they, they haven't done a lot with him lately there's so many robins and jonathan kent said he was like part of the super sons he hung out with damien yeah. he had his own title for a while but they've given him his own book uh it's called uh, superman son of kal-el so mm. superman is off world on some other planet so john kent is the superman of earth right now and he's got a boyfriend who's a reporter like he got a, he's got a blog on the internet so it's he's in love with a yeah. <laughs> you know a reporter it's it's a, a modern story it was it's I, and I, I haven't read Superman in a long time, but I've been reading that book since it started, so it's it's kept my interest. Oh, you know, they're just like, well, they were never, that was never a thing before. None of my superheroes were gay before. A hundred percent of your superheroes were also right-handed for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys are ambidextrous. Okay. Uh, that didn't work. Okay. Uh, Jim Lee appeared on Sesame Street. What? Did anybody really? know that? Mm -mm. Yeah. Did not. I saw that Roy Kent was on there. This is how long it's been since we talked comics. This was Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they did a special celebrating Asian and Pacific Islander communities, introducing the first ever Asian Muppet, G. Young. Uh, I do uh, remember my, Muppets, my Muppets were never Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a couple celebrities on there. Uh... Naomi Osaka, the athlete. Mm. Simu Liu. Mm. All right. Shang-Chi was on there. Uh, Padma Lakshmi and Jim mm. Lee. So that's pretty cool. It showed he, had, it showed he like drew some stuff, you know, for the camera. Yeah. So, hey, that's nice. And then uh, Grant Morrison has made some news. Uh, he has a uh, sub stack, like that subscription-based yep. thing you sign up for. He has a newsletter. Blog or whatever. It comes out. Blog, yeah. Uh, I believe his pronouns are they or there. I'm sorry. It's not he. I, I'm, we're trying to be current. Yeah. Okay. So they have a Substack newsletter and he has been, they, dang it. <laughs> this is I'm good. Trying. I like, I like I'm this. Trying segment. to be woke. Trying to be woke. Grant Morrison has been spilling the tea on his, him leaving DC and all yeah. the stuff that went down with Dan Didio and 5G and that whole mess. So apparently journalists have said, Sub, so they ask you not to cut and paste stuff from Substack because it's a subscription based right, thing you're right. paying yeah. for. So I haven't read the whole thing, but I've seen some quotes from it that as John Kent was taking over in this 5G thing, uh, Clark was going to age and take a more authoritarian bent, uh, assembling a new authority team, while Supergirl was pushed to, quote, an increasingly fascistic directions for reasons that made scant sense to me. So this was the idea of like, well, yeah, we're going to make it dark and he's going to, mm. yeah, it's like, that is, and he was just basically, that's not Superman. That's not Supergirl. That shouldn't even be comic. So he pitched a whole different thing. They still did that Superman and the Authority comic, but it was more him trying to inspire these, these darker heroes and, and try to make them more of a force for good. And his whole idea was 
quote, dragging imaginary childhood paragons off their pedestals to reinforce a fairly facile point about the tendency of real-world heroes to exhibit feet of clay struck me and strikes me still as imaginatively lazy. And I am 100,000% behind that. Like, I always think these superheroes, they're never realistic. Right. Like, the point of superheroes are to be bigger than life and inspirational and bright and colorful and fun and to, oh, we're going to muddy them up, the, the Zack Snyder style of... We're going to yeah. make them lesser. We're going to make them dark. And, you know, they, they've got problems. You know, a little of that goes a long way. I'm sure we all, you know, when we're younger, we all want, you know, that edgy stuff. But to me, like superheroes. Here, put this, here, put, put this leather jacket on, Super Soft. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm with Grant. I don't always, uh, I don't always uh, enjoy grant stories but that this i 100 percent am like his all-star superman that that is a great take on superman as the inspirational figure we, right. he does yeah, not need us. to be the villain he doesn't need to be edgy and dc just over and over does that kind of stuff so. that's a good story uh, and i think it was just today announced fortnite crossing over with marvel this time oh boy in mm. june Fortnite Marvel Zero War, five-issue series, and the first printings of all five issues will include free download codes for Fortnite Oh, here we go stuff. again. So we're back at it. We, we had a Batman crossover, and now we're going to the Marvel Universe. So print money. <laughs> they are. Uh, Fortnite definitely makes bank. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, but yeah. So, Jordan, how many copies did you order of this? Uh, it hasn't come out to order yet. It was just announced today. Okay. So I'm sure it's in the next catalog. 7,000. I will order more than I did of the Batman. Yeah. You need to put up a giant sign outside that says... Asylum I, Comics. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have Fortnite. Got the Fortnite. <laughs> All right, that's all my headlines that I had, unless anybody had any other comics. They Saga didn't came back. Saga. I haven't been down there to pick up issue two yet, but... Three-year hiatus. Oh, look, I mean, this is one of the greatest series ever. Absolutely in my top five, and I love it. So glad we're getting get kicked into that second half of the series just like i can't i can't wait i can't wait to just gobble up every issue i reread um the last like i have the well, i've got the issues but the i bought the three hardbacks and i reread the last hardback to prepare myself and it was great it's always great and that was Love the it. first. That was my first pandemic read mm. when we locked down. That was the, I reread Saga from front to back. So. Yes, so good, so good. Uh, not for kids, but man, it is a great adult comic. Get some Taco Bell and oh, read along. But <laughs> and what I'm excited about, I, I as it's it's as hard as it is to follow in the single issues, like, like I, I, I love to read it in a collected form because you remember all these characters and things easier from issue to issue. That's one thing about comics is sometimes I don't remember what happened a month ago or two months right, ago right. since I picked something up. And, but one pleasure I get from these saga issues is the letters page. He is, that's the greatest thing about it. It's the best thing going in comics is the saga letters page because mm -hmm. <laughs> he only accepts handwritten letters. And there's, I'm looking forward to filling out the questionnaire that should be in the second issue here. Yeah, that's in this current issue. It's the, you know, tell me about yourself issue. Yeah, and there's and an extra prize. If you rip out the page of the actual comic, oh, you're entered yeah. for a prize. He wants you to actually he write. He wants you to the read page. these and <laughs> tear them up and do things, to, you know, and that, he kept the price down. You can afford to do it, you know, so love saga. Add it to your list. 
I'm also loving this current Human Target series DC is doing under Black Label. I love the art mm. in that book. This is Tom King, the writer, and Greg Smallwood, the artist. Yeah, it's just... Mm. It's not Never painted, it. but it's uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to describe. It's, it gives <laughs> off such that nineteen sixties vibe to it. I mean, Ooh. it it's gorgeous. So this is kind of an obscure character, human target, Christopher Chance. You hire him if someone if you're in danger. You hire him to go out and take risks for you. And in this book, he gets poisoned, and through superhero nonsense. The, all the suspects are from the JLI, the Justice League International from the 80s, which is right there on Cliff's oh, that's, wavelength. That's it so, right there. Guy yeah. Gardner, Martian Manhunter, Fire, Ice, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, all those those characters. So, yeah, it's like a murder mystery noir detective thing starring these these 80s characters. So it, sounds it's cool. Been, it's been yeah. excellent. Uh, they did Batman Long Halloween Special. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale came back after 25 years after the original masterpiece and did this one shot uh, kind of focused on Calendar Man, who just had a kind of a short little uh, segment in the original. Yeah. I so they came that. and did a one shot. Uh, Marvel. Was it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, it wasn't essential. You know, it wasn't a. Uh, that's what I was. Know, but, that's but what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's a. I love I love Tim Sale's art oh, already yeah. anything he does. So. Um, DC they're currently doing Task Force. He cried Z. to me. Does not everyone remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I have a vague memory. <clears throat> That's yeah. a callback. He <laughs> literally shed tears inside my comic book. <laughs> so Task Force Z by Matthew Rosenberg and Eddie Barrows. These are all the villains who were killed off when Arkham Asylum blew up last year. So they have been returned as zombies, and instead of Task Force X, now we have Task Force Z. So it's all these undead heroes, led by the Red Hood, who has experience coming back from the dead. So it's the government sending all these villains on tasks and promising they'll bring them back to life at some point. So it's it's kind of a... a a horror twist on the uh, Suicide Squad uh, formula. Hmm. Uh, Marvel, I think this book came out on uh, uh, New Year's Eve week. It was called Timeless. It was a one-shot, and it was all about Kang the Conqueror. And it was him looking backwards and forwards through time, and it was one of those kind of sly one-shots where they hint at what's coming up in the next year's worth of books. So it was oh, I wonder what's going to happen with this character and this right. character. And it ended with him looking into the future and seeing Miracle Man, the uh -oh. British character made famous by Alan Moore. So I don't know what that means. Marvel got the rights to him years ago and started reprinting all his original adventures, the Alan Moore run, and then it was followed up by a Neil Gaiman run, and then just never did anything else with the character. They promised they were going to continue and do something. So this has hinted Miracle Man's coming back in some form or fashion, but maybe I'll, no I'll ask idea. Neil at my evening with Neil Gaiman. Please do, because he, he never finished his run. It is left undone. It was never. Yeah. I'll it bring it up. Finished. I'm bringing it up. I'm in the ba balcony, but it'll hear me. <laughs> and he'll he'll explain it in such uh, glorious oh, like a lullaby, terms, and you'll fall asleep and never remember yeah. what he said. Um, there, Marvel's also doing Devil's Reign at the moment, which I am enjoying. This is uh, Mayor Goldie Wilson. I'm uh, sorry, Mayor <laughs> Wilson Fisk. Uh, Kingpin is elected mayor. All right, so he duly okay. elected mayor of New York City, and he has ruled all superheroes illegal, so no more heroes around. But he's doesn't think he's going to win re-election. So, you know, if you think there's like a villain who might tamper with elections, yeah, I was just you know, going to say, kind of strange I know all this ends. I mean, just imagine it. You got to imagine it. Yeah. But, uh, it's a fictitious world. So, he currently has the Purple Man who is able to influence people to do his bidding. He cut off his finger and is, has embedded it in the head of his cane. Mm. So, Kingpin's walking around and has this low level ability to uh, sort of 
influence right. yeah. people. So he's going to try to win this election by by uh, messing with the minds of New York. But there's something digging in his brain. Is that how that works? Your all your powers in your finger. In his purple man. I guess so. If you're the purple man, wow, purple finger. But uh, so when Daredevil, his identity had been revealed to the world, all right, and it got put back in the bottle. Uh But Wilson Fisk has been eating at him for years. He knew who who Daredevil was, and now he can't remember. Right. And he has files on all these heroes, and he has all this information. Full of fingers. Right, so he opens a file folder and he can't read it. He knows there's something. He's like, something mm-hmm. is wrong with my head. So he uses the Purple Man's powers to clear his own head. And he Open realizes it's Matt Murdock. And he's like, and in this moment, I'm born again. It's like, holy cow, we're going back to born, born again. again. So, so Kingpin knows Daredevil's Matt Murdock and stuff's about to go down. So I'm That's pretty exciting. Who's writing that? That is uh, Chip Zdarsky oh, okay. and Marco Cecchetto, who's been doing the Daredevil run for the last couple of years. I was listening to Jesse Starcher talk about uh, some Zdarsky Daredevil on the Source Material podcast last month. So. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. And we just had the start of Reckoning War from the Fantastic Four. This has been right, Dan Slott is the writer of this one, and he has literally been hinting at this for 15 years. When he was writing She-Hulk in the early 2000s, he hinted at the Reckoning War. Right. And he has finally—he's planted seeds and all the certain things he's worked on over the years. And he's finally writing Fantastic Four, and he's finally doing it. It's kind of—it goes all the way back to the origin of the Watchers and the tragedy that happened when they decided they can't act anymore. They're just going to uh, chronicle the universe. Uh-huh. So it's these ancient galactic beings. And again, it's something's about to go down on the on a cosmic scale. Fantastic Four. So, I you know, there's very few other media <laughs> where you can do a you, know, you can plant seeds for a story for literally decades and then have it eventually pay off. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And we have four issue Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer. So in the tradition of like Old Man Logan or one of yeah. those, this is set 50 years after Buffy first became the slayer so it's sort of all her friends are either dead or have abandoned her vampires are way too comfortable in the world and it's it's been pretty solid as well that's a fun linda hamilton type shape or is she old decrepit what's it uh she's in good shape she's but she you know she meets spike again he looks exactly the same because he's a vampire so she's like you don't want to hang out with my ugly old self right that's neat and finally, we concluded local author James Patrick's Campisi, The Dragon Incident from Aftershock. So he followed up his uh, kaiju score that was monsters and uh, mobsters. And we have a similar thing here. So it's like a small town hood. Right, so James grew up in Youngstown where there's a very notorious history of mob mob uh-huh. involvement. And he said he, he knew some people who had uh, ties to things, or at least knew family members or had history of that stuff. So he's pretty familiar with, like, you know, a small town, how things work, of, you know, who gets paid and all yeah. that stuff. So it's that idea. So there's a mob fixer. And then a dragon shows up in this town. And like, you, but you got to fix this. It's hurting business. So it's another kind of genre mashup of fantasy and crime noir. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty fun deal. And they announced the sequel to Kaiju Scores coming up pretty soon. So James has had a lot of success at Aftershock. Um, yeah, these are just mini series. So they'll all, they're all be collected in a trade paperback. So all, definitely worth the read there as well. Yeah, I saw that announcement of that sequel this week. Cool stuff. I want to see a sequel to uh, Death Comes to Dillinger. Let's get some some of that going again. That's I like that. Uh, I my last comic thing is I finally got an Omni that I was having trouble getting long out of print. I it was right in the middle of a run. It's really bugging me. I finally got did not get outbid. And got it for less than I 
it had been going for was the uh, West Coast Avengers Volume 2. It's incredibly hard to get, but I finally have it. So now I just need like a couple little, couple random issues late in the series and maybe a Force Works trade to finish the whole thing. Oh, don't. You'll be the only one bending on the Force Works trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, now I can finally start and reread that run there. Got all three Omnis and some trades to get get to all the way through that entire series. So I'm looking another one people have a lot of nostalgia for. That oh, they, I definitely know. do. That four when that four issue Hawkeye miniseries came out. I mean, that is right in the sweet spot there. And then right after it was the West Coast Avengers, and just love it. And it was such a hit that they just rolled it right into the whole series. So excited to reread that because i know i'm sure i'd never read the whole thing back in the day you know so now i've got it hmm. that brings me joy so that's what hmm. comic books are for right we did it all right i think that does it and uh stay tuned we might have some more comic stuff coming up pretty soon might even be doing a top 10 list if you're lucky. I've been pushing for this list for a long time. Behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, everywhere, random text. I'll, <laughs> I'll say, ooh, I'd like to make a joke here. But I'm saving that for a, th- 10 years from now when we finally do this list. You know, I've just got, been wanting to do it forever. Well, we were always hampered by not being able to do it visually. Yeah. And then mm. came Zoom, the miracle of Zoom. So and still, years Zoom. later, <laughs> cannot get people to do it. Oh, well. We'll do it. So look forward to that project. Can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Always more to come from your friends at Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast. We will see you shortly. My name is takamini son. <laughs> Seth, sayonara football. Uh, Forever. I'm gonna go back in time an hour and come up with some better fake names because you guys, you guys always sniff those out. Kapow, the pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.